summary of the Sikha. The Medrash says that why do we begin to teach children when they begin to learn Chumash? We start with Sukkim in Parshava Yikra. And the answer is why don't we start from Bereshis? Why don't we start from the beginning of the Torah? Why do we start in the middle by, by Yikra? The answer is because let the children who are pure Tahirim and the Karbonis who are also Tahirim, so therefore the children who are Tahirim are pure, let them study the subject of the pure ones, the Karbonis. What is the meaning of Karbonis being Tahirim? What does that mean? Why are Karbonis Tahirim? So some want to say that it's because in order for a Yid to bring a carbon, he has to be tahir, or she has to be tahir. Or some say because they bring purity, they bring atonement. When you bring a carbon, it brings atonement. But if that's the case, so then it's not the, the carbonus which are tahirim, then it refers to the people that are bringing the carbonus which either have to be tahir or become tahir, but it's not pertaining to the carbonus themselves. And when you want to call the Karbanis themselves Tairim, that leads to difficulty because we don't find anywhere in the Tairim that the Karbanis should be referred to as Tahirim. We know that they have to be perfect, unblemished. Um, we know that they have to be of the best, but we don't find anywhere that they have to be Tahirim. What does it mean that they have to be Tahirim? Perhaps we could say that the uh, Karbanis being Tahirim refers to Karbanis as they were brought before Matan Tairim then there was no strict rules about what could be brought as a carbon. It could be any animal, it could be a domesticated animal or a wild animal or birds, and they didn't have to be um, even unblemished, they could be blemished animals. There were no laws, rules of what animal could be brought as a, as a carbon. There was only one rule, and that was that it had to be of a kosher species. What we today call kosher species, because this was before Matan there was no kosher or non-kosher, but the species had to be of those species. In other words, the only qualification for a carbon to be able to be brought before Matan was that it had to be tahirim. What we call a kosher species is called tahirim. And therefore, the relationship to children who are also not obligated to bring to any, do any mitzvahs, so they are in the category of people as they were before Matan just like the general population before Matantara was n- not obligated to bring karbanas or to do any, to do mitzvahs. When they brought a carbon, it was tahirim. So the children also, when they study, when they, they do mitzvahs before Matantara, it's similar, they do mitzvahs, sorry, before their bar mitzvah, it's similar to the people that did mitzvahs before Matantara, and therefore that was the only qualification was tahirim, and that's why we relate it to tahirim. But that is also difficult to say because today when you study Teiris Kainim, meaning Parshava Yikra, we're studying the laws of Karbanas as they pertain to after Matan Teirah. So why would we refer back to what happened before Matan Teirah? The Medrash Tanchuma adds to this and says that therefore Hashem considers it as if they were actually bringing Karbanas and he lets us know that even though the base language was destroyed and there is no more Karbanas and therefore what keeps the world going it's the children learning about the Karbanas that keeps the world going but that is also difficult because we, it's well known that anyone that studies or davens the words of uh, the, describing the Karbanas 
he, it's as if he is bringing a carbon. So then why is it specific to the children? What makes it specific to the children? That their study of carbonus is what keeps the, going, the world going. Anyone who does it, is, it's as if they're bringing a carbon. So what is it about the children's learning about carbonus which is so different than what the adults accomplish when they learn about carbonus? So to understand this, we have to first explain something that we mentioned before, that before Matan Torah, the only qualification was that it had to be a kosher species. How do we know that? Because we know it from Noyach. Noyach brought carbonus. That's why there were seven animals of the kosher species that he brought onto the Teva, so that he would be able to bring carbonus. Because the only kind of carbonus that he was able to bring are the ones from the kosher species. And the, Gem- the Gemara asks... What does it mean, Tahirim? Was there such a thing as Tahirim and Tmeim by Noyach? There was no such concept yet. He was permitted to eat anything. So, what, is, what does Tahirim mean to him? And the Gemara says it means those which eventually would become Tahir, would be considered, would be qualified as Tahir, as a kosher species. So, in other words, that Noyach straddled both sides of it. On the one hand, he didn't, he was before Matan he had no obligations, we don't find by him, like by the others, that he kept the entire Torah, he didn't. So he was permitted to eat non-kosher animals, and and most likely he did, perhaps he did. On the other hand, he brought only carbonus from those who would eventually be qualified as Torah, in other words, that there was something, he already had certain parameters of what the Torah would be in the future, so it already existed for him in a certain sense that there were parameters of Torah in his life already. And since the only parameter that we find pertain in, in Noyach's time pertaining to the time after Matan Torah is in regards to Karbonas, that's the only thing we find, so there must be something about the Karbonas that had a special connection to this pre-Matan Torah state of Noyach. And to explain, carbonists by their n- very nature are something which transcends the mitzvahs of the Torah, even though they are themselves considered a mitzvah, but they reach fa- uh, higher, they re- reach further up, they reach deeper into our relationship with Hashem that transcends the performance of mitzvahs. In other words, that when a yid brings a carbon, he expresses his closeness, the word carbon means close, the desire to become close to Hashem, it reaches a greater closeness with Hashem than you can reach by performing any ordinary mitzvah, any other mitzvah than a carbon. In other words, since a yid's connection to, to Hashem transcends even his performance of Torah mitzvahs, even if a yid were not to perform Torah mitzvahs, they would still be the children of Hashem and still have this deep connection with Hashem. That the carbon is reaching to that place where that relationship touches and that's why a carbon has the ability to bring atonement for having violated a, a Torah principle if a yid commits a sin what does he do? he brings a carbon when you commit a sin that means you have compromised your connection to Hashem at least the way it's created through doing mitzvahs you know that mitzvahs create the connection between a yid and Hashem on that level at least when a person violates that, so then they sever that connection, any mitzvah. And a carbon has the ability, because you're reaching into the place where Hashem has a connection to Yidin, even transcending their performance of mitzvahs, that's why you can now repair the 
severance that happened as a result of having committed a sin and you repair that, that disconnection because the carbonus reach higher, reach to that place where Hashem is connected to the Eden anyway which explains why Hashem made such an one of the three pillars which keep the world going is Aveda, Taira Aveda Gnilus Hasadim. Aveda is one of them. Why would Hashem make such a pillar, just simply taking an animal and then killing it and burning its uh, carcass on the Mizbeach? Why is that such a principle in the connection between Hashem and the Yidden? And the answer is, it, it would seem that he should it should be more of a spiritual trying to reach some spiritual height, why is it so such a physical act that dominates an entire pillar of the connection between the Yidin and Hashem? And that's the answer. The answer is this. It's, in, it's not about a Yid expressing the perfection in his service to Hashem. That is the connection that the Yidin have with Hashem through Torah. A Karbanas has the ability to transcend that and to bring out the connection that a Yid has with Hashem regardless of whether they do Torah and Mitzvahs properly. And therefore, that expresses it even more. Something which, taking an animal, even Goyim can bring a carbon. Taking an animal and bringing it as a carbon, that brings out the, the preciousness, the dearness that a Yid has to Hashem. It seems almost similar to when a Goy does it. Yet, as the Pasuk says, even though Yaakov is a brother to Esav, in other words, they have a, they're equal on some level, still I love Yaakov and I despise Esav. The same, that's what, what's brought out by simple physical activity, which to Hashem is very dear about the Yidden, even though it's so similar to what anybody could do. And that can explain also the connection between the way Noyach brought Korbanus, and that and that's why it's called Tahirim. And how it happens, what the the Karbanas after Matantaira, the connection between the two. There's a well known question about the Psukim of Zikhrainus mem- remembrance. We ple- we pray to Hashem on Rosh Hashanah that he should remember us for good. And we say Tem Psukim in the Musaf prayer about remembrance, Zikhrainus. And in one of those Psukim is Hashem remembered Noyach. So the question is, we're trying to petition Hashem to remember the Jewish people for good. Why are we bringing up that Hashem remembered Noyach? He's not part of the Jewish people. Why would that be such an important uh, pasuk to mention when we're talking about this? And not only that, we say, you, you remembered Noyach with love. Love is usually something that's in terms of Hashem is reserved for something that Hashem has to the Jewish people. Why are we mentioning Noyach in that context? From this it becomes clear that even though Noyach lived before Matan and certainly and even before the Ovis, the Ovis are already the beginning of the Jewish people, but Noyach was long before that. Yet, since we bring him into the mix in this in the Sukkim of Zechrenus, it's clear that Noyach already had some sort of connection with Neshamas Yisrael. That's why it's appropriate to mention him also in that context of remembering the Jewish people. His Neshama was already connected to the Neshamas Yisrael. So we see, that's why there is a throwback to Noyach's Neshamas, eh, sorry, Noyach's Karbanas, and we call it Tahirim because of the way Karbanas were brought by Noyach, 
linking, bringing the, the two together because Noyach because already has a connection to the Jewish people. And therefore, referencing the, the Karbonus that Noyach brought ha, bring out even more deeply what is so unique and special about Karbonus, which is that, as we said before, that they transcend the connection between Hashem and the Yidin, which is based on performance of Torah, and they reach deeper into that. So if you look at if you think of it that way, then the Karbonus which are brought after Matan Torah, they are already a mitzvah. So in some way, they already have that, they already express the connection between Hashem and the Yidin as it is found within Torah. And we're trying to bring out the point that it is transcendent of Torah. That's why we go back to the, we reference Tahirim, which is something that is unique to Noyach, at a time when there were no mitzvahs and Karbanos were not a mitzvah, yet it has a connection to the Jewish people, as we just said. And by that, we bring out that the connection between, just like a, sorry, just like the Karbanos are meant to reach deeper into the connection between Hashem and the Yidin. That's why the, uh, the way the Karbanas were brought in the time of Noyach brings that, that out even more. It was transcendent of mitzvahs altogether. So that explains why the Medrash references to, uses Tehidim to reference Karbanas because it talks about the, the Karbanas in the time before Matan Torah. And it's also that there are three periods which in the Jewish history that talk about the relationship between the Yidin and Hashem through Torah. There was after Matan Torah, when the Yidin uh, have to fulfill Torah mitzvahs. Then there was, starting from the others, that they were not obligated to, but they still did it. And then there is the, even before that, in the time of Noyach, when they didn't even do it, but there was already some connection to Torah, as we already explained. In a similar way, one could say that in a uh, Yid's life, there are also these three periods. There is, after a person becomes Bar Mitzvah, Bas Mitzvah, where they already have all the obligatory, the obligations for Torah Mitzvahs. Then there is the time that we, a child is being educated to Torah Mitzvahs. That would be similar to the time of the others who weren't obligated, but they did it. And then there is, even before when the child is too young to be educated to Torah Mitzvahs. He's just beginning. It's his first pasuk that he's learning. That is the period of Noyach, and that's why the two are connected to each other. And by a child that still is not even able to be educated to Torah Mitzvahs, over there we see very clearly, very manifest that Hashem's love for Yidin is even to a child that is not able to do mitzvahs at all. What makes a Jewish child that doesn't have the, even the obligation to educate himself to mitzvahs, what is special about him? That brings out that Hashem has a love for the Yidin, even that to a Yid that has no ability to do Torah Mitzvahs at all, and yet that's what the Karbonus are meant to bring out. That explains also why it's Dafke, specifically the children's learning about Karbonus upon which the world continues to exist. Because when an adult learns in the matters, the laws of Karbonus, so that we learn it in a way which we understand, we comprehend what we're learning. It's something that permeates our seichel. It Perhaps it brings out a feeling also as well. So then it already becomes connected to the way we as people understand it. We are absorbing it. We are learning matters of Torah. We are learning subjects in Torah which we relate to. When a child 
says those words, he has no comprehension at all of what he's saying. It's just about the words that he's uttering, just the fact that he's moving his lips to say the words. doesn't understand any of it at all. And that is what is beloved by Hashem. That brings out that Hashem's connection to Yidin is not about how you understand it. It's not about your understanding Torah or performing Torah. It's just about being a Jew and being connected to Hashem. That's all it is. And that's why Dafke, the children's learning of Karbonus, is even transcendent of the adults learning Karbonus. And therefore, it's upon their learning of, of the Karbonus which the world exists.